morning. My name is Kieran. I'm one of the pastors here at the King's Church Mid-Sussex. And this morning, I want to wish you a really happy Easter. I'm hoping over these next few minutes that as we look at just a small part of the resurrection story, the Easter story, uh, that's going to bring hope to you and to me as I retell it as well. So at the beginning of our broadcast, if you looked at it, you'll have heard a dramatic reading from one of the books in the Bible called Matthew, Matthew chapter 27 and 28. And I just want to pick up on just really one or two lines from that. So where we got to in the story, uh, Jesus had been crucified, had been buried. And the women, two women, both called Mary, incidentally, went to the tomb. But just before they got there, there was an earthquake. One of the angels of God came down. The Roman guards that were there, it says, absolutely terrified. It says they shook, they became like dead men. And it says that the angel rolled the stone away from the front of the tomb that Jesus was in. And he sat on the stone. And then these two women uh, go to the tomb. Probably before they got there, they'd have been grief-stricken. Jesus, who they loved, had been killed and buried. And probably in a similar way to how we would visit the grave of a loved one, maybe to place flowers, they were going to anoint the body of Jesus. But when they got there, they were confronted with the scene. This angel is there. It says they were absolutely terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. If ever there was a message that I need to hear, that we need to hear in this current climate, it's that, do not be afraid. In fact, the Bible says those words, do not be afraid, 365 times. It's like that God knows my tendency, our tendency, uh, to fear, to become anxious, to be stressed. And this angel says to this, the women, he says, do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come see the place where he lay. And interesting, just a few verses on it's recorded that the women then sort of fled from the tomb. It says they were afraid, yet filled with joy as well, as they heard this news that Jesus was alive. And then they ran straight into the risen Lord Jesus. And he said, greetings. It says that they, they were so overwhelmed, they fell and clasped his feet and they worshipped him. He said, hello. But then the next thing he said was this, do not be afraid. That's definitely a message for us at this time. You know, I was thinking back just a few weeks ago, I'm, I'm in this, I don't know if you realise this, this is our store cupboard. Uh, it's now kind of been turned into this little mini studio. But a few weeks ago when we were still meeting as a church, uh, we were going through a, a series of, of uh, looking at the Bible, what the Bible says about prayer and how we talk to God through prayer. And I was doing a talk, I think it was called Pray a Bit, Say a Bit. And uh, in the lead up to that talk, I think the day before, I remember the, the way that I kind of like communicate with God is, 
it's just through sort of short prayers. I'll be out cycling out my bike. Somebody will come into my mind and I'll just, I'll just say a, a prayer for them. And I remember this, uh, this friend, a, a lady that had been on Alpha, uh, she sort of popped into my mind. I just remember praying for her, praying for her family. Hadn't seen her for, for months and months and months. And then as I got up to speak the next day on that Sunday at this church, uh, I noticed that she was in the congregation. And in the middle of my talk, I got to a point where I was going to just encourage people, look, one way of praying is to uh, pray the way Jesus taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. And I encourage people, look, maybe set their alarm at lunchtime and you can pray that. It would take maybe 10 seconds, 20 seconds to pray. But weirdly, as I was saying that, I felt such an urgency that I had to ask everybody in the room to join me in praying the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. Now, in 30 years, I don't think I've ever done that in the middle of a talk. I thought, I've got to do that. So I said to everybody, I think we should pray this now. And I said, our Father who art in heaven. Now look, one of the reasons that I don't sort of pray things like that is because my, my brain just doesn't always work that well. And I was thinking, oh, no, I'm going to get this so wrong. I'm going to forget the words. I'm going to say, our Father who art in Devon or something like that. Anyway, I managed to get through the whole prayer. I finished my talk. And at the end of my talk, uh, this lady came up to me. I asked her permission to tell the story. This lady came up to me, uh, this friend from Alpha, and she was quite emotional. And she told me what had happened just a few days before. She uh, looks after young children and was in the absolutely awful situation where one of the children she was looking after collapsed and stopped breathing. She said to me that she just felt utterly helpless, didn't know what to do. She said initially, uh, she said she, she just swore. She said, look, don't mention that at Easter, but she just swore. And then she, she was doing CPR. And then she said that she felt she needed to pray. But she, she honestly said, I just didn't know how to pray. And then she felt the words of this prayer Jesus taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer, came to her mind. She could only remember the first part, our Father who art in heaven. And she kept repeating that. And she said as she repeated it, the rest of the Lord's Prayer came to her mind, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And as she prayed it, she said she had this overwhelming sense of peace that came over her. Now, fortunately, uh, the, the young child made a full recovery from what I know. But she came up to me after the talk and said, look, you don't realize, you know, I, I've come on this side. You, you prayed that prayer, you know, the impact it's had on me. And I'm thinking, in 30 years, I've never prayed that. You see, you're, you're watching this broadcast now. And I just want to encourage you and bring hope to you. Do you know there's a God in heaven who loves this precious lady enough to kind of give me a promise that you've got to pray that prayer now, even when I hadn't planned to do that. And maybe like the women that have come 
to the tomb. Maybe right now you're in a, what feels like a dark place, a hard place. And you know what? You can reach out and simply pray to God and say, our Father, and cry out from your heart as well. So the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. And he said this, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, that you're looking for Jesus. And I, I don't know, maybe that's you. Certainly for people that are part of the King's Church, you're thinking, yeah, you know, every day I, I'm looking for Jesus to come into my life. But maybe you're just kind of new to all this thing. And you're not sort of like thinking, well, yeah, you know, I want to, I want to become a Jesus follower or something like that. But maybe you're looking for Jesus. Do you have another friend who uh, runs a tattoo studio? He's an artist, tattoo artist, locally, uh, Brad. He's, a, he's just a great guy. Uh, not somebody that would describe himself as a Christian, but I, I popped down uh, to, to see him, and we were having a cup of tea and mug of tea. I was sitting there chatting to him, and he's an incredibly intelligent guy, so well-read. He look, really looks into things, and we were having a great conversation. As I'm sitting there, this guy walks in, a customer, so I just kind of moved to one side, and the customer said to him, this is what I would like you to do. He said, I want the crucified Christ, Jesus Christ, uh, tattooed on my back. And uh, in fact, Brad showed me the, the photo of the finished uh, piece when, when he'd done it a few weeks later. But after that, we just had this kind of comes this moment where he's saying to me, he said, wow, what are the chances of this guy just coming in? Now, I've no idea what his story is, why he wanted that cross on his back, why, you know, he was, I suppose, in some ways looking for Jesus in that way. But maybe for you today, you're looking in and thinking about these things. Do you know what? You can just pray a simple prayer. At the end of my talk, in just a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray. And even if you're not sure, I know a few years ago, I wouldn't have said I was looking for God or looking for Jesus I knew I needed something in my life. I was looking for some sort of spiritual reality. And in the world we're in now, where so many things have been shaken, I want to give you an opportunity to reach out and maybe pray a prayer that's saying, Jesus, I'm, I'm looking for you to come into my life. So the angel said, do not be afraid. Jesus said, do not be afraid. The risen Jesus. The angel said, do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus. And then he said this, who was crucified? And a massive part of this Easter weekend, this Easter story, we call it Good Friday, is the moment that God came as a man, Jesus Christ. But this Christ, this Messiah, this King, was crucified on a criminal's cross. And when Jesus died, one of the last things he said from that cross was this. He said, it is finished. It is finished. What did he mean by that? 
Well, in one sense, his earthly life was ebbing away. He was, he was in the last moments of his, giving his last breath. But much more than that, when he cried, it is finished, he was saying, it's done. It's like a triumphant cry saying, all of it is done. All of it is finished. The wrong that the world has done, I'm taking on my shoulders on the cross. When Jesus died, he paid for all the wrong that I've done that you've done. He takes our guilt, our shame, and he offers forgiveness and new life. And to prove that it was effective, he rose from the dead so we can know him. So the angel said, do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. And then he said this, he, Jesus, is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, Jesus promised that this would happen. Jesus said he would be tried, executed, and then after three days rise again. This was before his death. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. And you know, for me, well, back in the 1980s, I didn't think I was looking for Jesus. But in many ways, I had everything going for me. I had a fantastic job in the city of London. I very fortunate to be well paid. I had a great friendship circle. And yet there was something where I thought, you know, I need some sort of reality. Something's going to help me, not only in this life, but in the life to come. And some people told me about Jesus. And weirdly, I know it sounds really weird, but in a lock-up garage in Clapham, I realized I needed to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. And as I think back on that now, many years later, I realize actually maybe there is something in that that's helpful for you today. You might not be in a lock-up garage, but certainly at the moment, in this lockdown situation, it may feel like that. It may feel like a, a tomb to you as you're maybe locked in or maybe you're on the front lines as a key worker, you know, wondering what each day is going to bring. Maybe you're facing some challenges with your, your health or you're concerned over a loved one. Maybe, maybe in this season you're grieving because of the loss of somebody that you care for. Do you know what Jesus says to you today? Do not be afraid. You, know, you can look for him now. You can come to him now. He is not here. Jesus is risen. He is risen. Just as he said. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like you to pray with me. All those years ago, I got to that point. I wasn't a religious person, but I got to that point where I thought, Jesus, I need to ask you to forgive me. I need to admit that I have wronged you. And I need to give myself wholly to you and trust you and reach out to you. So I'm, I'm going to pray a prayer now, and I would love to just invite you to join it's a prayer saying sorry it's asking him to come into your life if you're comfortable 
Maybe just close your eyes. I'm just going to lead us in, in that prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, make this your prayer now. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you you say to me not to be afraid. Thank you that you died on a cross for me so that I can be forgiven, so that my sins can be washed away. I ask you today to come into my life, to make me new, and to help me to live for you. And I pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now it could be that maybe you prayed that the first time. Maybe you prayed that prayer before, one like it before. Yeah, God hears our prayers. And here's a way that you can respond. I've mentioned the Alpha course. It's a brilliant way of finding out more about the Christian faith. Probably between 20 and 30 million people worldwide have done that. And in this new world, we're going to be running Alpha on Zoom, online. So if you would like to connect with that, as this broadcast finishes, you'll see details of how you can do that. You'll be able to connect uh, on Zoom and ask some questions, find out a little bit more, or you can email us. So just encourage you to do that. Thank you so much for listening.